Very warm welcome, this is Kevin Schwarzinger speaking, and today is the seventh episode of Fireside Fridays. We're gonna talk about playing the afterwork game, the power of visualization, and exploring Yucatan. As always, we will start with a personal story, and just as a quick reminder, all the stories I will share on this and the upcoming episodes pick up exactly where my book School Dropout Gymnasts with Investment Banker ends. Therefore, if you haven't the chance to give it a read yet, grab a copy on Amazon.com or sign up for my newsletter, Fireside Fridays, to grab a copy for free. Alright, let's dive into the story part. The Trading Journal A couple of seconds passed by, and like magic, my trading account was credited with $1,000. I looked at the screen in awe. This very moment is still one of the most remarkable ones in my life. It marked the beginning of my transition from being a consumer to being an investor. Don't get me wrong, it takes way more than a brokerage account and a thousand dollars to call yourself an investor. But it was the first step for me. Instead of using debt to finance stuff I don't need and can't afford, like the brand new Chevrolet Malibu I bought when I was 23 years old. This time was different. I used other people's money to make money. Or at least I tried. To make this work, I vowed to myself to put my emotions aside and play strictly by the trading rules. I've learned over the last few weeks. The first thing I need was a trading diary. This was a non-negotiable. To be successful in trading, I needed to bring my ideas and reasoning to paper. Why? Imagine you placed five trades. With three of them, you have lost money. And with two of them, you have made a stellar profit. Well, you want to know for sure why you lost money on the trades which didn't work. But more importantly, you want to know why your other two trades were successful. Otherwise, it's like throwing money on the line and hoping for something good to happen. You can't get better if you don't measure your outcome and reflect on your reasoning as well as your actions. To build my trading journal, I chose a plain Excel sheet as I was sitting at my computer when I was trading anyway. For every trade, I would record the following. Date and time when I placed my trade, the underlying I was opening a position in, for example, this could be an index, stock, commodity, etc. The reason why I was opening the trade, also called the trading signal, usually a specific chart formation, the price level at which I was opening my position, let's say a stock price of $100, the direction of my trade, which means I either go long, aka buying the stock, or go short, aka selling the stock, as well as my exit level. That's the price level at which I would close my position, aka sell the stock. For example, I bought the stock at $100, I 
and my exit lever is at $109 on the upside and $97 on the downside, creating a 1 to 3 payoff ratio. This is absolutely crucial when it comes to trading. You need to have a set in stone plan when to cut your losses and when to take your profits and execute them no matter what. On top of that, I would make three screenshots per trade. First, the trading signal, aka the chart formation, to understand my reasoning why I entered the trade. Second, one screenshot immediately after I placed my trade as proof of which price level and under which conditions I actually got in. And third, the last one right after I closed my trade to document my result. I know it's a nitty gritty process, but for me, it's the only way it works. Otherwise, I would get lost in emotions and biases, and you probably would too. Topic number two, retire early. The power of visualization. Have you ever heard of the concept of visualization? For me, many years, I had no idea about it. However, I practiced it subconsciously. When I started studying from a bachelor's degree in finance and management, the amount of learning material totally overwhelmed me. The mere thought of studying for three consecutive years and writing an exam every one or two months was intimidating. Up to that point, the longest education program I ever done was my chimney sweep master's program, which took me 12 months. However, I was so grateful to have the opportunity to take on this challenge that I gave it my all. I studied several hours a day, and sometimes my mind wandered into daydreams. I pictured myself attending the commencement ceremony after successfully finishing my program. I stood there wearing my robe and my cap, walking towards the stage to receive my bachelor's degree I had worked so hard for over the last few years. The images were so vivid, I could clearly see the rich colors of the robes. It was almost like a movie. I envisioned the very moment when I received my degree and finally threw my cap into the air to celebrate the achievement countless times. A few years later, I actually finished my degree and was even chosen to give the commencement speech. I spoke in front of 400 plus people and it was an incredible feeling. Afterwards, my fellow students and I took a photo on the stage as we were throwing our caps. What happened next blew my mind. A few days later, as I looked at the photo, it resembled precisely the daydreams I've had years earlier. It captured the exact moment I had dreamed of for the last three years. That's the power of visualization. Pro tip, set aside 10 to 15 minutes a day to sit down and visualize your goals. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. Trust me, it happened to me multiple times. If you are curious what happens next, make sure to tune in next Friday for the next episode of Fireside Fridays. And now let's jump into the first topic of the day, level up your career game, playing the afterwork game. Are you a high achiever? 
then the chances are good that you've figured out how to go the extra mile at work. However, hard work only gets you so far. The real magic happens at after-work events. Why? Think about it. If you're working in a high-pressure, high-stakes environment, hard work is a prerequisite. Hard work is the basic expectation that your team and your boss have. Going the extra mile helps you to stand out from the crowd, but to truly advance and especially to advance quickly, you need two things. First, people must like you. This requires that people know you, and not just in the sense, oh yeah, that's the guy who prepares the presentations for us, but they're like, hey, that's John, the guy we went out with the other night. And second, you need someone to watch for you behind closed doors. Nobody likes to watch for someone they don't like. Even if you do great work, there are probably more than enough co-workers who do the same. The decisive factor is whether you're the first person that comes to mind when they think of someone from the team they would enjoy spending time with. After work events are also a great opportunity to interact with upper management in a relaxed conversation. Pro tip, management tends to leave relatively early, so it's best to seize the opportunity when someone from your team whom you're close with is talking with the management. Just join the conversation. Action step, don't miss out on after-work events. Treat them like kind meetings, meetings and make sure to make the best out of them. P.S. Don't forget to have fun and enjoy the evening. And now topic number three, travel the world. Exploring Yucatan by Covid people. Angelica and I are in love with Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula. We got engaged in Tulum and visited Yucatan multiple times since. While most travelers go for rented cars or guided tours to explore the area, there is a local mode of transportation that offers an authentic taste of life in the region, the colectivo. So what are colectivos? Colectivos are shared vans or minibuses that transport locals and the occasional adventurous travelers from town to town. Most of them are white with a simple sign on the windshield indicating the destinations. They provide a window into the daily routines of locals and offer an affordable way of transportation. So how to catch one? Collectivos don't run on a fixed schedule like buses. Instead, they depart once they're full to ensure an efficient trip. In popular areas like Playa del Carmen or Tulum, you'll find designated colectivo stops. However, in more remote locations, it's as easy as flagging one down on the roadside. The benefits. Colectivos are cost-effective. Traveling by colectivo is wallet-friendly, with fares significantly cheaper than taxis or rental cars. You can save money for day trips or delicious food and by cheaper, I mean like a few cents for a ride. Second, flexibility. Without fixed timetables, you can explore at your own pace. Want to stay a bit longer at a cenote or at the beach bar? Simply catch the next collectivo passing by. And here are also some tips for a smooth ride. First, carry small change. Fares are paid in cash and drivers appreciate exact or small change. 
Second, travel light. Space is limited, especially during peak hours. A backpack or a small daypack is ideal. And regarding safety, like with all modes of transportation, keep an eye on your belongings. Collectivos are generally safe, but it's always wise to be cautious. At the end of the day, traveling is about these everyday moments, the casual conversations and the unexpected stops along the way. So next time you find yourself in Yucatan, give the collective a try and let the journey unfold. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you had a blast and enjoyed the episode. If you like the show, then please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening and share the podcast with your friends. See you next Friday. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.